Good morning and Happy New Year. My dear friends, there is no question but that we live in the last days. We are witnessing the culmination of the last dispensation where the Lord is bringing His great Latter-day work to its conclusion. From the beginning, all the prophets from Adam to our Latter-day prophets have prophesied and looked to our day. They have done so because it is the time where the work of gathering the families of the earth and the pre preparation for the second coming of the Lord of the Son of God is to be performed. We are continually being tried and tested as individuals and as a church. We are engaged in a mighty conflict. We are at war. We are enlisted in the cause of Christ to fight against Lucifer and all that is carnal and evil in the world. But our prophet, President Gordon B. Hinckley, has said, We are engaged in a great eternal struggle that concerns the very souls of the sons and daughters of God. We are not losing. We are winning. We will continue to win if we will be faithful and true. We can do it. We must do it. And we will do it. There is nothing the Lord has asked us that in faith we cannot accomplish. This is the time and season in the Lord's affairs that the greatest generation of young men and women in the history of the world is being called forth. I have often heard President Hinckley refer to the young people of the Church today as being the best that has ever been on the earth, and I would agree with him. I think it's a great blessing to be here at BYU and see the wonderful, noble uh, young people that we have. It is a time for us, though, to stand firm and to rally the banner of our Savior and to declare with unwavering allegiance your loyalty to His great cause. All of us united together, we can do it and we will do it. In Alma 26, 5 and 6, the great missionary Ammon saw our day and explained the need to gather the, the sons and daughters of God. In verse 6, he says, Yea, they shall not be beaten down by the storm at the last days. Yea, and neither shall they be harrowed up by the whirlwinds, but shall be gathered together in their place that the storms cannot penetrate to them. Yea, neither shall they be driven with fierce winds, whithersoever the enemy listeth to carry them. The way that we are gathered is through the restored gospel and its priesthood, and by fully living its precepts. Its purpose is to make us one with Christ and each other. One reason this oneness is important is because of the difficult times we face and will continue to face as the last day storms that Ammon talked about come. Lewis Timberlake uses an analogy in nature to illustrate this concept. He said, while on tour of California's giant sequoias, the guide pointed out that the sequoia tree has roots just barely below the surface. I exclaimed, that's impossible. I'm a country boy, and I know that if the roots don't grow deep into the earth, strong winds will blow the tree over. 
Not sequoia trees, said the guide. They grow only in groves, and their roots intertwine under the surface of the earth, and when the strong winds come, they hold each other up. There is a lesson here. In a sense, people are like the giant sequoias, family, friends, neighbors, and the church body and other groups groups should be havens so that when the strong winds of life blow, these people can serve as reinforcement and can strive to hold each other up. If we become one with Christ and each other, then when the storms and the whirlwinds and evil that will be unleashed come down upon us, we will stand and not be wasted. We will achieve oneness with each other only as we seek to be one with Christ. The whole concept of becoming one with Christ, which in turn can provide protection, is wonderfully presented in the scriptures through the story of Helaman's stripling warriors. Some sixty years before the coming of the birth of Christ, the Nephites were faced with the evil storm of war. Their liberties were being threatened as the Lamanites saw their destruction. The people of Ammon had joined the Nephites, but because of their oath not to take up weapons of war, they could not help in that way to defend their country. Their young sons were exempt from this oath, and under the leadership of the prophet Helaman, they came to the defense of the Nephite nation. Listen to how these young warriors are described. In Alma 53, we are first introduced to them. Verse 20 and 21 says that they were all young men. They were exceedingly valiant for courage, strength, and activity. But this was not all. More importantly, they were men who were true at all times. They were men of truth and soberness, for they had been taught to keep the commandments of God and to walk uprightly before him. Helaman describes them as strict to remember the Lord their God from day to day. Yea, they do observe to keep his statutes and his judgments and his commandments continually, and their faith is strong in the prophecies. Even more telling is Helaman rehearsing what these valiant young people said to him. Father, behold, our God is with us. They were one with God, and he will not suffer that we should fall. They knew that God would protect and deliver them. Yes, they had been taught by their mothers to have such a faith in their Savior that if they did not doubt, God would deliver them. What were the effects of such great faith in Christ and the oneness that they had with their Redeemer? In Alma 57, 25, 26, we read, Not one soul of them did perish, and we do justly ascribe it to the miraculous power of God because of their exceeding faith in that which they had been taught to believe. There there was a just God, and whosoever did not doubt that they should be preserved by his marvelous power. In closing, I would like to quote uh, from 
President James E. Faust's First Presidency message of this month. It is my testimony that we are facing difficult times. We must be courageously obedient. My witness is that we will be called upon to prove our spiritual stamina, for the days ahead will be filled with affliction and difficulty. But with the assuring comfort of a personal relationship with God, we will be given a calm courage. From the divine so near, we will receive the quiet assurance, my son and my daughters. Peace be unto thy soul. Thine adversity and thine affliction shall be but a small moment. And then, if thou endure it well, God shall, ex it shall exalt thee on high. Though shalt thou, thou shalt triumph over all thy foes. It is my prayer, my young, valiant brothers and sisters, that we will seek to be one with our Savior, Jesus Christ, by applying the principles of the gospel in our lives and living obediently to his commandments, so that as we live through these last days, our united front will not be penetrated, and we will stand together as true followers of Christ, that we may become the sons and daughters of God, that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for he shall, we shall see him as he is. This is my hope, and I say this in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.